Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Baseball and whatever with your host Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. <laughs> All right, look. There's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jankowitz of Ford. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in a game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And Greg Probst. If you look at most Bond fans movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! Alrighty, what's up, everybody? Justin here, Vinny's here. Episode 80 of Baseball and Whatever. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, holy cow, Justin sounds very bassy and dulcet and sexy uh that is because i have lost my voice uh i got pink eye the night after we had our last episode with cody thanks to my wonderful daughter and then that turned into a sinus infection or maybe it's separate i don't know how that works and then now i have laryngitis a little bit but the power of the podcast uh is going to push me through and uh vinny how's it going man or it'll kill you or it'll yeah whatever it you know i've been through worse dead on air yeah <laughs> Hey, think of the publicity we would to get. Dead air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, we're gonna persevere. We're gonna power through. I apologize in advance. You went from my whiny, nasally voice to whatever this is now. But uh, yeah, so we got baseball. We got plenty of Cubs and White Sox talk. Um, in terms of talk, yes. In terms of what they're doing, not much. So we'll get into that. I know. I'm sure we have some rants prepared. We might have a special guest. Greg might come in. Uh, if he can get away for a few minutes, he's got plenty of thoughts on the lack there of signings for the White Sox and for the Cubs for that matter, too. Um, and then we're going to get into Musical Mayhem 3. Last week or two weeks ago, Vinny pulled five random artists. We got Lit, Matchbox 20, Wiz Khalifa, and then two I had never heard of, Rich Homie Quan, which let me tell you, he's probably a lovely man, but his music is awful. I did not like a single thing, yeah. so... Uh, and then we have this rough. this group from Europe called Peace, which uh, Vinny and I actually liked. I might have to listen to more of them on Spotify as time goes on. So stick with us if you're here for that part. We still got plenty of baseball to talk about. Um, if you are listening to us for the first time, thank you so much. Remember, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash baseball, whatever. You can find us on Twitter at baseball and what we are almost to 1000 i think we're at 947 now in terms of followers you can email really? the show yes very well done Vinny. uh you can email the show at baseball whatever gmail.com 
We're on all your apps of choice for podcasts. If you're on Apple or Spotify, feel free to throw us a five-star review or a thumbs up, whatever it is on Spotify. We would greatly appreciate it. We are also up to 144 subscribers on YouTube. So um, for us, that's a lot. So thank you to everyone who is hopping on, watching, listening, or at least having it play in the background while they sleep. I don't know. Uh, if we're if we're good at putting people to sleep because we're boring, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Maybe uh, I was talking to my coworker Dan that I don't work with him anymore. He's like, it's so good I get to listen to you still on the show, and I'm like, well, thank you. You know, at least that that I don't that's know. That's kind of him. That's kind of him to to persevere through our goofy show. So thank you, Dan. Yeah. Um, but it's episode eighty, so we're gonna try and name off any famous athletes in Chicago that had the number eighty. Vinny already told me there is one Blackhawk from the cup run that had two Blackhawks, two Blackhawks, two two Blackhawks, but one that was during the, uh, I think the cup run during those years. What was it all of them or just one of them? One Mm. 2015. I don't know if they won the cup that year. Yes, they did. They won. Yep. Okay. Um, can you give me in like an initials or something? Cause I honestly got nothing. I think I want to say he came over. In a trade. Okay. Yes, he did come over mid-season in the trade. Plays <laughs> center. Okay. Shoots left. Uh, I, I do remember this guy. You remember I remember him. he was brought on because he was good at, who's uh, sp- supposedly good, I think, at winning face-offs. Face-offs. Okay. He um, came from Arizona. Okay. Let me think. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. Oh. oh! Yes, and he really didn't do as much once he got here. That would be yes. Antoine Vermette. Yes, good I was job, so excited when they got him because he was really good in Arizona for a while. He was really good in Ottawa when he was younger, and then he got to Chicago and he kind of laid an egg. Uh, he wasn't that good anymore, um, and I don't know what he did after that cup run. He might have. He, he went not. back to Arizona. Did he go back to Arizona? I was gonna say because well, yep. they they're garbage a garbage organization, but. Uh, yeah, he'd probably have difficulty yeah, finding three work. more years in the league. All in Arizona? Done. Arizona, and then he went to Anaheim, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Anaheim was kind of falling apart by the that Ducks, point. The Ducks, yep. Too. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, other 80s? Um, Only one, and he's currently wearing it. I have no clue. Uh, Mitchell no clue. Weeks. Oh, God. I think he... He must have came up for, like, training camp or something because I don't think he's even with the team at the moment. But, um, okay, good to know. Yeah. On to the Bears. Yes, what do you got for me? All right. Uh, well, I can you guess anybody? Bernard There's Berrien. been a couple recently. Is Bernard Berrien 80? No, not Bernard Berrien. Bernard Berrien. Uh, y- oh, I didn't hear you say that. Good job. Yes. Hey, I'm sorry. look at me. Look at me. I, sa- I the- said tight ends, and I didn't hear I you say. I went wide receiver, yeah. Yes. Uh, that is the only one I can think of. Tight ends? Good Lord. Yes. Um, recently, tight ends. Recently. Is Cole Komet? Cole Komet's not 80, is he? No. Okay, then I have no idea. It was Jimmy Graham. Oh, God. I, I tried to forget that one. And before that, it was the guy that got anxiety trying to run the same play he ran in the Super Bowl. Oh, what was his name? Oh God, I I can't think of his name. If you say it, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna Trey know Burton. It. Trey Burton. That's right. I was excited when they got him, and then, yeah, that didn't go so well. No, it didn't. Then we have uh, Mark Mariani. Remember him? No. 2014, 2015. 
Nope. Um, Brandon Lloyd. Yes, Brandon Lloyd. I remember. Played for quite a bit in the. He went to one Pro Bowl. Um, Bernard Berrien, you guessed. Yeah. Uh, Earl to Bennett, right? Earl Bennett. That was Jay Cutler's guy, wasn't he? Yeah, in college, yeah. they were That's college right. uh, yeah. college buddies. At Vanderbilt, right? Does that sound right? Correct. Good, jo- good yeah, job, look Justin. At me. You are sharp tonight, man. I... You're sick, but you're you're still sharp as attack. Um, <laughs> Then we had Des White. I don't know why that name sounds familiar, but he didn't play long. Well, I guess he played, what, four, six years in the NFL? Yeah, with that the does. Bears. I do remember him, um, but I don't remember him making a huge impact in that regard. He drafted in the third round. Ooh, Ooh. 69th overall. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, that name sounds familiar. I, yeah, I can't put a face to the name, though. Yeah. Um, Curtis Conway wore 80. Curtis Conway. Like he Curtis was Conway. one of my favorites growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those were some, that would have been what? Like the, was that like the Jim Miller era or Eric Kramer era? I don't remember. Eric Kramer era. Eric Kramer. Okay. 93 to 99. Okay. Okay. Um, before that, not much. James Thornton, no, 88 no. to 91. No. Uh, Ricky Watts, 79 to... 83. Um, Bo Rather? No. Boo Radley? No. I, no I yeah, Boo Radley? No. <laughs> Bo Rather, he one-time Super Bowl champ. Um, yeah, wasn't with the Bears. I don't know who. Must have been with the Dolphins because that was the only other team he was with. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Mark Mariani actually went to a, a Pro Bowl. Did he really? <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. Went to the Pro Bowl with Tennessee his first year. Huh. Didn't do I much did, after that. Did not know um, that. Other than that, uh, Jim Jones? I don't know. Popped up on the, the list of, uh, yeah, notable guys. Yeah, other than that, nobody. Okay. Okay. Huh. The no, good, good no. list there. I yeah, recognized not. a bunch. There was a bunch of guys there. Not, not you know, super, obviously not superstars because they're – Chicago Bears wide receivers and tight end. Well, tight ends, you know, they have had some good tight ends, but yeah. not the ones that wore 80. Right, um, right. Yep, so All right, that's cool. that's it for Chicago sports that's history it. number 80s. 81 should be a little bit easier, at least for the Hawks it'll be a little bit easier. Um, All right, well, uh, we do have a few comments from last week's show. Um, If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's show, with Cody Delmendo of CHGO, we had plenty of Cubs talk, and then we went on and talked about our top five Christmas gifts of all time, which was a lot of fun. Um, we had a few people write in, so I'll take the uh, – Vinny, you can take your sisters if you want, uh, the first okay. one there. Erica wrote in, and she said, my cell phone when I turned 16, and uh, my Bulls pullover starter jacket when I was in junior high. That was uh, the the starter jacket. That was kind of a big one. That was on your list, too, it Justin. It was the sh- my Hornets jacket, yeah. I, Look I at that. Have, you two I were still... just made for each other. We were made for – You guys was... wear your starter jackets out a lot? We could have wore together. it down the aisle at the wedding, you know, if we were thinking yeah. about it. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a big deal. I still got to break out that Muggsy Bogues jersey on the podcast one of these days. I I got to gotta start wearing those more. Um, all right, my mom wrote in. She said she had a few. She had her Barbie airplane, Barbie camper, an organ, which I know she was really proud of being able to play in Barbie Dreamhouse. I'll be honest, that's the first time I've ever heard my mom mention that she was a big Barbie fan when she was a kid. I had no idea, ever. 
Interesting. Because my we, sister we, wasn't into Barbies when she was a kid, so we never had those really around the house. Huh. That's yeah. kind of interesting. You you thought like maybe your mom would get would that for pass it her around. Pass it yeah. Along. Yeah. You would think. It, it's interesting. An organ, like a, a full-sized organ? I think it was a little bit smaller, but it was like a full-blown organ from what she described to me when she told me about it. Yeah, so... Um, and we're, we're talking about the musical instrument. Not the music, like not, yes, not like a black market uh, <laughs> cooler. a kidney for Christmas. <laughs> you never know when you need an extra one. You yep. never know. <laughs> Just have it on ice. <laughs> Just ready to go. So... Uh, Erin writes in, she said, Barbie Jeep, also one year when we didn't have a ton of money, my mom gave me her special ruby ring. That's oh, pretty that's, cool. That was really nice. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I don't really think I have any, like, heirlooms from my family, to be honest. I don't know. Do you have anything that was passed on in your family? I don't think so. No? Not that I know of. Not yet, you know? No. You're, you'll get your mom's, like, uh, artificial knee someday, maybe, or something like Ooh, that. Ooh, fun. It'd be like the leg lamp. You never know when I'll need one. (laughs) Just like the cooler of a kidney, right? Right, Uh, exactly. Your mom wrote in, she said, my favorite Christmas gifts were my cursy doll whose hair grew, my first stuffed animal, a dog I called Rusty, and I loved all the homemade gifts my kids brought home from school or the gifts they bought with their own money, which were priceless. Oh, Vinny, your mom thinks you're priceless. Yeah, I can't wait until crap. I get to that point where Maddie starts making me this stuff, and you just got to be like, oh, thanks, sweetie. That's a pine cone with peanut butter and seeds on it. You know, well, you're a homemade ornament. She won't That's make great. that for you. She's going to make that for the birds and want you to hang it in the tree, Justin. Oh, Don't worry. Okay. The, gi- the gifts and the stuff they make are, like, appropriate. You're not going to get okay. handed, like, food. You're going to get handed artwork. Ugh, I don't know what's worse. Um. All right, well... <laughs> Well, the airport, uh, you hang on the fridge. You say it's cute. You hang on the fridge, and you. That's go true. Good way. point. That's a very good point. Can we um, get back to this doll though, with yeah. the hair growing? Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing either. Like, is that like that's kind of creepy? Like, was it was it like grass, like a, a chia pet, or I'm kind of or intrigued may- by it, but also terrified. Like, or why is, is the maybe hair like, growing on the doll? Maybe it's something like you can like pull the hair a little bit and it comes out and then it just kind of goes back in i i don't we're gonna need we're gonna need clarification we're gonna have to get some yes exactly but that and we'll we'll relay it back to the podcast what actually is going because i mean she grew up what in the 50s 60s the technology Uh, i don't know what type of technology i don't think it was there for that they don't have that nowadays unless it was like uh um oh there we go pretzel vince in the chat hey everybody an old man's talking you could so you, pull it out and then turn a crank on the doll's back to pull it back in. Okay, that makes sense. So it was like an analog doll. It wasn't digital yet. We weren't in the digital age yet. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, it would, definitely wasn't like an actual real hair growing. Like no, you had to cut no. it. I was thinking like some like sort of like, you know, x-ray nuclear type thing in, in it where you would get like cancer from it. Like, you know, later on, it's just one of those things in the sixties and fifties where they didn't really have regulations. Yeah, you know, on gamma, that. gamma radiation or something exactly, like that. Exactly. 
Well, the, see, we just we just solved that mystery. Thank you, Pretzel. We did. Um, all right, real quick, we'd like to thank our partner in the Clutch for joining with us here on the podcast. In the Clutch is an awesome sports apparel company known for their licensed MLB, Negro League, and MLS apparel, along with great shirts to rep your favorite retro hockey, baseball, and football teams. Even better, head to InTheClutch.com right now, find your shirt, add it to your cart, and then it, uh, check out. Use promo code Baseball and What. And you will get 10% off your order. So once again, at checkout, use promo code baseball and what to get 10% off your order. We want to thank the folks over at In The Clutch. All right, let's get to the baseball talk. Here we go. Baseball. Welcome back. Uh Uh-oh. I think think you cut it, Vinny. Unless I can't hear it anymore. The MLB. You you muted yourself and it muted the sound bite. (laughs) Should I play it again? Yeah, what the hell? Play it again. Here we go. Baseball. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. There we go. You know, sounds so nice. We wanted to hear it twice. All right. Uh, real quick, Greg wrote these in just to run through um, a couple contracts that were pretty big. We didn't get a chance to get to them because we had Cody on. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, one year, $20 million with the Dodgers. Jacob DeGrom, five years, 185 with the Rangers. Verlander signs a two-year, $87 million deal with the Mets. Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million with the Phillies. Josh Bell, $2 million, 33, I'm sorry, two years, $33 million with the Guardians. Andrew Haney, two years, $25 million with the Rangers. Mitch Haniger, oddly enough, the podcast I work on for an educational company just literally interviewed his brother, who's a teacher and a financial uh, consultant, Mitch Haniger got three years and $45 million from the Giants. Uh, Taiwan Walker got four years, $72 million from the Phillies. Arson, I'm sorry, Aaron Judge got nine years, $360 million to return to the Yankees. Kenley Jansen got two years, $32 million with the Red Sox. And Jose Quintana got two years, $26 million with the Mets. All right, Vinny, do we want to start and just, I don't want to call it bash the Cubs. Um... Uh, maybe an airing of grievances, a festivus, if you will, for the Cubs. Uh, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? What, what's your vibe? I think we have the same vibe here, both in our text chain with Greg and, um, you know, what we've been seeing on Twitter. It's frustrating as hell. Yeah. I. At this point, I know everybody's – I feel like everybody on Twitter is trying to – talk themselves into like yeah Dancy Swanson I I've always liked him like yeah. he he's he's going to be great like yeah. it's going to be a great signing and I'm just like he's a step below like it was the top 3 and then it was him yeah. like yeah. I mean offensively he doesn't give the cubs and that's what they need they need they don't have offense they lost right now. their best are, are offensive they going player. to I mean, yeah, they, exactly. They lost their best offensive player. They're hoping Matt uh, Mervis is going to do what he was doing last year in the minors, in the majors. That's all well and good. I'm, I'm, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm the optimist on the podcast. But yeah. I just, they did that last year. It didn't work out when they were hoping, you know, Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel were going to be these great players that you know that they saw. They, I mean, you had a flash of that the year before with those players, you don't know, you don't have a flash with that with Matt Mervis. He did it in the minors, but you don't have anything to say, like he's going to be able to replicate that in the majors. I hope he does. Like that's going to be awesome, but you don't know. They haven't really given themselves any safety net. 
you know, if that doesn't work out, you know, we're kind of in the same spot where we were last year where they didn't have a safety net if, you know, Frank Schwindel or Patrick Wisdom, you know, if they struggled, what were they going to do, you know? Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. I, I don't know where they're going to go. Dansby Swanson, okay, I'm fine. I'm not going to hate on it if they sign him. I'm not going to be overly excited if they do. It's just at this point, it's just meh. It's just like yeah, they're set a mess. And I know, um, I know a lot of people that are against Swanson say he's he's like Hayward. And I know our our guy, friend of the pod, uh, Jake. Banowski um, wrote it did a similar comparison between Jason Hayward's offensive numbers and Dansby Swanson. Jason Hayward aged 20 to 25 in 834 games slash 267, 354, 430 with a weighted runs created plus of 117 um, and a walk a strikeout rate of 18.5 and a walk rate of 10.8. Dansby Swanson uh, from 22 to 28 in 827 games, 255, 321, 417 slashed with a weighted runs created plus of 94 and a strikeout rate of 24.2% and a walk rate of 8.6%. Jason Hayward has better numbers than Dansby oh, Swanson. He, and he had offensively. almost 200 strikeouts last year, I think, close to it, right? Swanson? Yeah, I think so. But it's just, you know, it's so that aspect. I know people are like, well, you know, he's a great defensive guy. So is Jason Hayward. Like yeah. that, that it's all well and good. And I but I don't think that Jed's going to go 10 years. And I think that's what it's going to have to take. I know people are like, well, you can get him for seven. What what makes you think that he's going to settle for seven when all these other guys are going 10 plus years? That's I, I don't I don't see that happening. I sure you can talk talk yourself into thinking that's going to happen. I don't see anything under seven for him because he's twenty eight years old. I feel like he's going to get eleven to twelve years, be that forty forty age range, just like the other guys. I I, I don't know if he's a. Do you know if he's a Boris client? I oh, I want to say he is, but I, I don't he is. I don't know. And so again, if he's a Boers client, I, I'm thinking he's going to be his contract's going to be up when he's around forty. He's going to get him like that twelve year contract. Yeah, I don't. He I don't is, get. He is represented by Excel Sports Management. I don't know if that's Scott. I don't Boris think that's Boris. No. Boris is. I think it's his got own. his name in it. Okay. So okay, so maybe you won't. So maybe you can get him for seven. I don't think that's possible. I don't. I think he's going to want a long term deal. It's going to be around. It's going to be over two hundred million. I don't see Jed doing that. I mean, Gene Segura's project, Dansby Swanson's projected, I think, to get uh, per Fangrass to be at a three point four WAR next year. Gene Segura's projected to be at a two point. He's like, I think, point seven. He's less than one one WAR less than Dansby Swanson. I think that's more of the intelligent spending that Jed likes to do. And Gene yeah. Segura is going to be a depth piece that can play short and second. And they're going to roll with Magical. 
I, I I see that as being a possibility. I think that's where it's going. I, I just I worry, and you brought it up earlier. Is like where does all this offense come from then? Because to to put it all on Matt Mervis to produce, that's not fair to him being call being called not called up if he if he breaks camp with the team. Cody Bellinger, yeah, if he has a like a if he recalibrates and gets back to his MVP year, maybe, but. That's not a that's not a guarantee. And with him, no. if he does have a good year, and if the Cubs are out of it, he's going to be traded for something. Or B, he's not going to take that. Um, I know he's got like a, a an ex, not an extension. What's he got? Um, an option or the, it's a yep. club option but for the second a, year. I thought mutual. He, I thought it was a, no. It's a mutual option because yeah, they said if he's going to have a good year, he's not he's not, not going to be take bad. That. No, not a chance. No. not a chance in hell. So I just I don't know where the offense is coming from. Um, I mean, you still, you know, if they go out and sign Trey, Trey Mancini to platoon, does that help the offense? Yes. But then do they also have third base, you know, third base, Patrick Wisdom? That's not really going to do it either for me. I don't know. And then <laughs> Pretzel Vince in the chat says, what about Justin's favorite player, Ian Happ? If I'm Ian Happ, as soon as my contract's up, I am getting the hell out of Dodge because A, I don't think these guys are going to give you market value or... Um, there, you can go out and get so much more on the free agent market. Um, and B, you know, this kind of leads me to my next point is I don't know after the Cubs swung and missed or in Correa's case, never even swung cause they didn't even offer right. him a contract. Um, I don't know what their long-term goal is. Last season, they went out, they got, uh, I almost said Senga, they got uh, Seiya and then they got uh, Stroman and it was like, okay, they're getting smaller pieces so that. The prospects will be a year closer, and then you can kind of reload the following year, meaning this year. That hasn't happened yet. So then if I'm Stroman, you know, he's he could be dealt after this season because I think he's got an opt-out after two years, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep, that's correct. And poor Seiya, then you've wasted two years of his five-year deal doing what? Like, what was the point of that? Um, exactly. I, I don't they're, – they're rudderless. There's no direction. And, and furthermore, you know, I get – the idea of intelligent spending that Jed has been pushing, I totally get it. But the time for intelligent spending is when you're going to dictate the market and you're going to be the first one and you're going to set the market. You didn't do that with Trey yep. Turner. And Trey Turner probably wasn't going to come here anyway. I think the rumors weren't as strong for him. But then you could have set the market with Bogarts. You didn't do that because San Diego came in and just said, here's the you know Brinks truck. Take it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then Correa, which is so frustrating. San Francisco is probably in the same spot in terms of, you know, they're not very good right now either, but they knew they had a player they could build around for the next 10, let's say the next six to seven years, he's solid. Then you worry about that and you worry about the rest of that contract in the future. If, if you're a good team, that contract in like eight or nine years isn't going to matter because A, it's going to be closer to fair market value even if the guy is not yep. very good anymore and b if you're a good team you have prospects coming up you are making you have the money to eat that contract similar to what the cubs did with hayward this year so the fact that they took that big leap like that's awesome for giants but the fact that the story broke that the cubs never even offered him a deal that's after like talking about like parameters that is so asinine when you got Crane Kenny, who is out there running his mouth, saying the pocketbook's open and and and, and Tom wants us to spend, 
I don't want to hear from Crane Kenny in business ops. They should not be talking to the fans. They have nothing yep. to do with it. It's exactly. just so infuriating. And it's weird because like two weeks ago, I went from being so excited when those rumors broke that they're like, the Cubs got a good chance to get Bogarts and Swanson. And I was like, right? holy shit, that's awesome. And then one by one, all these guys came off the board and now you're left with Swanson and they're trying to spin it like, well, this is the guy we wanted all along. Okay, well, why didn't you just do that in the beginning and set the market to keep the prices down if that's what your, th- your, your, your rationale was? You didn't do that. So now you got to pay him bank. And like you said, Vinny, he's definitely, you had like these S tier guys in Correa, Bogarts, and Turner. And then you got Swanson, who's good, but like, if you're grading on a curve, he's like a solid B. Like he's not an A plus yeah. like Correa is. So I, it's so so frustrating right now to be a Cubs fan. Yeah, and and that's that's one thing. I, everybody, you know, with the Bogarts contract, you know, eleven years. Oh, that's that's ridiculously long. And even my wife said that when I told her, I was like, "Yeah, he's oh, eleven is, years," and but- she's like, "That's long." And even Correa, I was thinking, I'm like. Man, my son's gonna be in high school, like a senior in high school, going into senior year yeah. when he's like at the end of that contract, and he's in preschool right now. That's like that's so long. Yeah. But the thing is, you can they can afford to pay him to go play somewhere else. Yep. They can, or their farm system's gonna be developing players and pitchers where you can send a, some prospects in on that deal. And have the t- other team eat the money, right? Or, or Jed, you're never not even going to be there it by the matter. time that contract's yeah. up. So, what do you care? Swing for the fence, do something. I, I just, yeah, it's it's frustrating. And you know, getting back to your point about what they're going to do um, with like Mervis, uh, I think Michael is a creamy. Yeah, the, uh, is that right? From Bleacher uh, Nation. Last name? Bleacher, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was talking about how you're going to, how the Cubs can get, uh, wisdom and platoon him because he's a righty Mervis yeah. is a lefty and right. I guess wisdom really crushes lefties. So, and again, we kind of talked about that when we talked first baseman free right. agents, that yeah. that could be possibly why they didn't get a Brayu. They want to roll with wisdom. Um, so it's kind of looking like that's the idea, but you don't have a third baseman then. You need someone to play third baseman. I don't know if Morrell's going to play there every day. Yeah, that's a tough um, one. Yeah, so the, you know the thought is maybe they get Justin Turner. Um, I, I, an idea that I saw floated that I wouldn't mind them exploring is Anthony Rendon from yeah, I saw that the too. Angels. Okay I think that. he's still, he's what, 33 maybe? Something like that. You know, he's got a really bad contract. Uh, maybe you take that. Con- I mean, well, it's not necessarily bad like the other contracts that were just signed that everybody's poo pooing. Right. But, um, you know, he's got a lot of money. They could eat that contract. Maybe you get a couple prospects in the trade um, and take on the money. And you got a third baseman, the guy that can play solid third base um, yeah. there. Yeah. So I. I it is very frustrating with the lack of moves. You know, Jed, I know early on was saying we got a lot of deals out there. Clearly they didn't have a deal for Contreras out, or uh, not Contreras, um, Correa out there. Yeah. So what deals did they have out there? And yeah, I agree with you. 
We don't need to hear from Crane Kenny. I don't know why the Cubs think it's a great idea to have him get on the airwaves and talk about how much money that business or that the front office has to spend. I mean, he's like Ted Phillips. I don't need to hear from the the money guy. Let him worry about making money for the company, for the, the Cubs, and that's it. Don't put him in front of cameras unless it's for, hey, we're unveiling, you know, the landmark status. Yeah, or, new statue. You know, we're opening up the yeah. sports book and, you know, he was a part of, you know, the finances on it. Have him be there for that. Don't have him go on the radio when he's got nothing to say about things being built and gets, you know, puts his foot in his mouth and talks about, we have lots of money. Ownership is great. They stand out of the way and we're able to spend the money. We have the money in the budget to, to get free agents. You don't do that. That puts Jed in a bad spot yes, anyways, it does. Yes, because it does. now, now agents are, Oh, they have money. Well, this is my asking price. Well, we can't do that. Yes, you can. You, you, know, you somebody from your, you know, your the Cubs came out and said, you have money to spend. I don't believe you. Um, and then they'll go somewhere else where somebody else will pay him because they don't want to deal with Jed. Um, you know, yeah. so he's put in a bad spot with that. And I just thought and we didn't talk about the Kaplan tweet um, when Cody was on. But I did want to I was going to ask you guys what your initial thought was because my initial thought and i'll i'll hear what was your initial thought when that that tweet broke about how dave kaplan was told from his source that the checkbook was open um and tom had told jed that he needs to do whatever it takes to get a winner on the field what was your initial thought my initial thought was excitement but clearly there's a disconnect because if that were truly the case, one of these guys would be in Chicago right now, right? Like, yep. so the other thing is I've been listening on the radio today and, and trying to read online and like supposedly there's kind of like an open tiff now between biz ops and baseball ops, which makes no sense because neither one of them should really even be talking to each other besides saying, hey, here's the budget. Like, I don't understand. So... I don't understand. Is it Jed saying, no, I don't want to do these contracts and trying to stick to his guns, which yes, I agree. Yeah. I don't want to give a guy 11 years, but, and we've said this before. It's like, this is what the market is. And I think Luke Stuckmeyer said it best on CHGO. This is the price of doing business this off season for shortstop. So if you're going to get one, which your team needs, because then it allows Nico Horner to move to second and you would have an amazing up the field, up the middle infield, then yeah. that's what you have to do. If you're not, then don't complain when, you know, Nick Madrigal gets hurt again. And then we're running out the Jonathan VRs and Andrelton Simmons of, of this year, whatever, whoever that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Team's so, girl. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would take Segura over those two any day just because he's he seems at least has talent um adam frazier uh, yeah that's a slippery slope the, so i'm curious what so what was what was your thought when you saw that kaplan tweet i was uh, initially probably within the first like five minutes i was like oh all right here we go because they had just talked about how the you know they sent the crew to go talk with xander bogarts they they suppose supposedly went down and saw korea's camp yeah and so there was there was a lot of movement and then you get that tweet and it's like all right someone's gonna get signed tonight the cubs are gonna make a big splash 30 minutes go by and i'm like 
that's bullshit. I'm like, yeah. nothing's going to happen tonight. Nothing's going to happen next week. And, and it was just one of those things like that was an oddly timed tweet uh, to for that to come out. And then you get next week Crane Kenny talking on the radio. And it's just like, uh, like what what's you know are they throwing jed under the are, is now jed the scapegoat it's almost but like I, he, I, yeah yeah but again it's kind of hard because if he's you know they're still making tons of money unless you know unless they're seeing some sort of i know we talked about the old priest ticket sales being down uh last week and down i think the lowest since 97 yeah Okay, but I still feel like they're still made. I mean, what is it? Last year, twenty one, Forbes came out with the uh, the revenue uh, operating revenue was sixty eight million. Yeah. Uh, so they're still doing well. Uh, they're not breaking even or under under yet. Um, no. And that was it's... with COVID restrict restrictions. Well, so yeah. Yeah, I it, I I thought the tweet ended up was total bs well, just just like his northward of 200 million tweet about chris bryant yeah i i was a really big david kaplan fan when he had his show once on well well i guess it's on bc sports now but the it used to be chicago tribune live and then it was chicago sports talk live just because it was like a round table of chicago journalists and then i don't know i feel like he's kind of bought into his own hype a little bit the last few years like yeah. he thinks he's a really I don't know. Maybe he's a nice guy. I'm not quite sure. But the the other thing that was really frustrating that I saw last night on Twitter, or maybe it was this morning, that Jesse Rogers was w- talking with uh, Jed Hoyer. And I, I don't know if I'm assuming it was at the winter meetings. I don't know if it was at a restaurant or a casino or something, but they were talking about Jesse Rogers said, you know, Jed, you don't have a superstar on this team. And if you want as if you want to win and be successful, you need a superstar and his his comeback was, well, Tampa doesn't have superstars and they win. And it's like, are you are you kidding me? We're we're aiming to be like the Tampa Cubs. Is that yeah? Like, okay, if that's the case, then you better lower your um your cost of of tickets, your cost of yeah. of concessions. You you are in the third largest market. You're not in Tampa. You're not at Tropicana Field, which I like it, but it's a dump. You're at Wrigley Field, which I guess technically is kind of a dump still too, but a historic dump nonetheless. Yep. But it's like, you what have the Tampa Bay Rays won? Nothing. Like, yeah, you yep. you made some playoff appearances. You have next to nothing payroll, and you managed to squeak out a playoff appearance. That shouldn't be good enough for the Cubs. And if that's what Jed Hoyer is going for, that is insane and infuriating. You know? Yeah. I, I, I saw that. I don't... Yeah, how much, I hope how it's much is that true? Not true. How much yeah. does even remember? I'm sure they were probably drinking, because uh, I think they were at a casino. So yeah. I'm sure they were probably drinking. I know Cody. I think Cody made the mention of. Uh, he said something along the lines. So I, I wonder if Jed was using the wheelbarrow full of money at the casino. Yeah. <laughs> casino. <laughs> now no, that's why he doesn't have anything to yeah. spend. He he had Crane bring the wheelbarrow in and bet it all on black and I probably just, lost it all. I don't know where the offense is going to come from. We still need a catcher because Jan Gomes is not going to be your starting catcher. You 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 didn't do anything for the trade for uh, the A. Was it Stephen Murphy, the A's catcher? Yeah. You didn't sign um, Christian. Uh, what's his name? Vasquez. Christian Christian Vasquez, which also broke today that the Cubs and the Twins offered him the same amount of money, and he went to Minnesota. Yeah. Ouch. So, so like, okay, so that, that that brings me to my next point is 
is word getting around about the Cubs that the way that they do business is kind of shady in terms of like the way they treat former players. And now I'm not saying they didn't offer them fair value contracts when the, when the core left, that's not my point, but yeah, just being like, you know, they didn't take care of their guys. So why would you want to go there when you could go somewhere else instead? Or I, maybe that's I, me I, putting my tinfoil hat on. I don't know. I but. think, I think so, but because I, it, because you Darvish, yeah. what did you Darvish do? He he got Saya to yeah, Chicago. Yeah, to come here. He, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, I think it's. It. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Players shouldn't look at it that way. I mean, from what I know, and even, yeah, they didn't pay the core, but they traded them all to favorable destinations where they wanted to go. They all spoke highly of them, you know, the Cubs. I just, maybe Jed's just bad at negotiating. I'm starting to think that's Maybe that's what it is. And maybe he just rubs people during negotiations the wrong way where it's just like, yeah, I don't. I don't want to be there. Like, you know, no, if I have to keep dealing with this, you know, I have to deal with negotiations with this guy or he's difficult. They don't want to be there. I, I don't know. Yeah. Because the players only speak highly of Chicago. Right. Know, from what we've heard. Right. You know, again, we know that you Darvish got say Suzuki to Chicago. To come here, he was yeah. a big, big part of that. Uh, yeah. Couldn't work his magic magic with uh Senga, but um, I digress yeah. Yeah. on that. So, no, I don't think it has to do with that. Um, I just because because it's a business, the players know that. Yeah. Um, so there's that aspect of it that they know that you know that there's business aspect and that yeah things might not always be favorable. I maybe he just wanted to play in Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota. And, and and no one told them about that they have winters nine nine months out of the year. Um, I, know I, your, I don't know. Your dad maybe he likes me, the snow. Maybe maybe he's a big fan of the Mighty Ducks. You know, maybe he thinks he's going to run into Gordon Bombay out there. Hey, Gordo. Uh, I want to say it was your dad was telling me today. I think he said he read something. I want to say in sports mockery that the Cubs were trying to tag on um. um an option for a fourth year to that deal, which kind of maybe turned him off. And that's why another reason maybe he went to Minnesota. I, I saw I, that there, there was an option. I didn't know if it was player option or team uh, option. Team option. Yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, it, it could have been maybe, maybe that was it, but it's just, you know, these guys are coming but it was off still the, the board. Sa- he still would have been paid more. Like there was still money yeah. attached. Like there was money attached to that option. So it's yeah. not like, it was oh we're forty million but you know the fifth year's free type of thing like there's still money attached to that so yeah um I I don't know I, from his aspect what does that matter I mean if they had the extra option because I mean it's just it's more security so yeah I, I don't know whatever no uh, I, I it's yeah I don't know and then, maybe and, it did 
you know, I, don't know. I just it's it's frustrating because it seems like even the 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 B and C tier guys are coming off the board now, and the Cubs aren't making. I mean, Rodon was never coming here, but that's another signing. He's a Yankee now. You know, Syndergaard yep. went to the Dodgers. Dodgers, right? yeah, For, yeah. So I mean, like, and again, I didn't think he was coming here either. But it's just like, all no. right, the 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 availability of what's left is not great and i know from what i've looked at for next year's free agency class it's not very good either so no you know no bats out there no so i you know then you're relying on trades and when was the last time the cubs really made a trade to shake things up like jim hendry era like you know like i can't know theo Theo, Theo yeah. quintana quintana yeah and that that didn't go well so i mean it was wade davis yeah okay that's another one but yeah, I don't know. It's just they're going to have to start making decisions through trades. And it's like, all right, well, are a lot of those prospects that you're pinning your hopes on, are they going to be moved then? And yep. I don't know. It's it as we sit here, I know there was some some science teacher on Twitter last night that was tweeting that he had oh, a source. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That Anthony Swanson was, was signing sign last during night. During that night. And that didn't I, happen. I'm I, like, what? Where are these people coming out of the woodwork from with these sources? So at least, at least the uh, the Cubs, you know, bogus breaking news accounts are actual people, not food like the White Sox Twitter accounts. <laughs> All um, right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. can you, is there any any other final Cub statements or final closing arguments you want to make in, to justify their behavior? Like, I got nothing. I just. I don't. And and for the people that think like, oh, well, you know, I'm glad they didn't spend the money on Correa because that gives them the chance to sign Otani. He's not coming here. They're not. Yeah. If they're not going to spend the money on Carlos Correa, they're not going to spend it on Shohei Otani. Are you kidding me? No, they'll they'll be they'll be like a Rick Hahn and have the seat at the table. And that's it. It's (laughs) the kids table at Thanksgiving. And that's that's it. I really hope. Cubs convention in January, if if things are still the status quo, and who knows, maybe they'll maybe they'll do something in between now and January. I don't know, but that first the first part of the convention is a Ricketts roundtable with all the Ricketts family members explaining their direction for the team. And I swear to God, I hope there is a run on pitchforks and torches because I want. <laughs> I want blood for the marquee stuff. I want blood for the the pocketbooks open. Yet here we are with no signings besides two, you know, depth guys. You know, with James. Hey, Tyan we'll, get, and, we'll get Gene Segura and um, and Jed will go out there like John Candy in planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. I do you have a really nice watch? I have a Casio. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's not going to go well, and I'll be honest, like that's fine. I'm I'm looking forward to watching that on TV if that's the case. But, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the White Sox. Another, uh, dare I say, I don't even know what to say about the White Sox because what are they, what are they doing? Uh, they have not done anything. L- literally i don't think they've done anything since free agency started is that correct let's sign mike clevenger they oh that's right how can i minor forget? league deals that's um, right yeah i but that's about it there's i don't know rick Hahn. rick Hahn did come out and say that he's waiting for the dust to settle so right? are the cubs apparently yeah right uh, yeah except yeah jed didn't just, actually come out and say that it's but yeah you're, it's, you're not the oakland a's you're not tampa bay you're right? not kansas city 
You're in the third largest market. You're the freaking Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. Well, Jerry's a philanthropist. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's a, an owner of a baseball team. Is Right. He's so a philanthropy. The White a Sox flan, are in philanthropy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always sunny reference there. I know. Um, yeah. It's, I, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a White Sox fan. I would be irate at the lack of stuff that's going on. And I did. I know I sent you and Greg this in our text chain. Uh, the last eight years of White Sox free agency signings, some of these guys, I – I forgot all about. So 2014, their biggest free agency signing was Scott Downs to a one-year, $4 million deal. Was he a pitcher by chance? I think so. Okay. I don't remember him. Uh, 2015 was David Robertson, who the Cubs had last year. Good closer. Four years, $46 million. 2016, center fielder Austin Jackson. One year, $5 million. The Cubs oh, had him for a while, wow. too. I think they got him off waivers, maybe. Um, 2017 pitcher Derek Holland, one year, six million. Uh, 2018 former Cub Wellington Castillo, two years, fifteen million. That was their biggest signing that year. Beef. 2019 Calvin Herrera, I believe, was a relief pitcher, two years, eighteen million. 2020 Gosh. is when they broke the bank, largest free agent contract in White Sox history for Yasmani Grandal, four years, seventy-three million. Which that's aging like cheese. Uh, that is. In the that summer is, heat. Yeah, that is not looking good at all. Uh, Liam Hendricks, Kendall Graveman, and then Mike Clevenger this year so far. So, um, I, White Sox fans, I don't know what to tell you. I think the the window is slammed shut. I don't know unless, you know, Pedro Grafal has, has a lucky horseshoe somewhere that uh, he's going to, you know, resurrect their their season coming up. I don't know. I really don't know. It's sad. It is it's really sad. It, I mean, I like, yeah, I, this I really shouldn't be going on. It, it shouldn't. And I, I really don't even know what else to say about them. Um, yeah, but, I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything because it's just pathetic. It's I know awful. somebody on White Sox Twitter had posted the question. Oh, the the Cubs need a catcher. Why don't we no. trade him? Yeah, no. Grandal. And I forgot who. The player going oh Nick Madrigal they wanted a second baseman oh so now they like, want oh, him Yasmani back Grandal for Nick Madrigal I'm like well yeah the Cubs need a catcher but Yasmani Grandal can't catch no <laughs> he, that's not a mention anymore White Sox fans couldn't be happier when they dumped him on the Cubs it was all he was right? never that good anyway now they want him back funny funny how that works all right well I, I guess that'll close the book on our baseball talk we'll see we'll be sitting here next week. Maybe we'll get an early Christmas present uh, of someone. I don't know. Not not probably anybody good. All right. Uh, Vinny, do you have thoughts on the last Bears game? No. I d or do, no. It was a bye, bye week. week. It yeah. was bye week. I have tons of thoughts. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right. Fair enough. No. All right. Good. Should we go on to whatever then, I guess? Sure. That All right. Sounds good. All right. Now it's time for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude, irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All right. Vinny, take it away, sir. Welcome to whatever. Baseball and whatever. This week we are doing musical mayhem uh, where we pick five random music artists and try to find our favorite song from each one. It is to 
find new artists possibly or rediscover all the artists that we liked. And this week we had Matchbox 20, Wiz Khalifa, Lit, Rich Homie Kwan, and the British, I, they're British, I'm assuming, Sensation Peace. Um, Justin, I'm just, I know we talked about it in the beginning um, before the show started. Rich Homie Kwan. Oh, that was that was painful. That was uh like uh I can't remember the other that was guy that we that was oh uh Tyler the Creator. Yes, Tyler the Creator. I Although think I, I would I, I think I would Tyler take the Tyler's a little bit better. I think so. Yeah, Rich Homie Kwan, uh does the term cruel and unusual punishment mean anything to you? Uh he might be banned from being played at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> you literally just took that joke right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, Great minds yeah. think alike. Somewhere, um, yeah. There's, there's a. Oh God, what's the, what's the conference? Not uh, that all the, the hostage. Um, not hostage. Uh, never mind. Doesn't matter. Yeah, not good. Not good at no. all. Um, yeah, it, it was more of a scale of which one did I dislike the least, uh, more yeah. than which one did I like the most on that one. So. Yep. Yep. And so we have a couple write-ins too from that, but we'll, we'll get into ours and then we'll go. We'll go through the um, the list uh, from three people that wrote in. So, Justin, good. I will kick it to you. Um, what was your favorite Rich Homie Quan song? <laughs> All right. Um, I guess just because I liked the beat, uh, Rich Homie Quan had a song called Flex, parentheses, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yep. I that guess was on my short list. I guess that one's okay. Um, it's not good by any it's, stretch. Yeah, and I, I think I don't know. I'm not. I would. He's newer. You know, he's newer. A new rap artist. I'm assuming. I've never heard of him before no. growing up. So, but it, I, it's more like that mumble rap. Yes, which is that, funny because new. I had never heard of that until I saw it on a tweet this past week. And then when you brought that up, I'm like, oh, man, this is really a thing. Like, this is. Yeah, it is. I, I don't and, like and it. He's kind of like that, I would say. I guess I don't know the full genre of mumble rap, but I would assume he's mumble rap. And it's just not, not that. No, good. and I feel like I'm willing to give most types of music barring country that's my non-negotiable uh but like we're gonna have to get you know, some country artists on here yeah i'm screwed if that's the case um i actually you know what i would take country music over rich homie kwan that I, that that's a hot take i know um but yeah like it was really hard like there's there's new music i listen to all the time that i'm like oh that's good or oh even if I don't like it, I can see why like the newer generations of people that listen to music like certain songs. Like I can yep. see the the artistic reasoning behind some some of that. I truly and I know it takes talent to put out a, a record and an album because I've never done that. I mean, I've played in bands, but never never to that level. Right. Um, but now I I don't see the appeal. Like I literally racked my brain trying to figure out what am i missing like is there something that i'm missing here because if this guy is making money off this i don't get it so well, the song you liked is his most popular one and it's got over 200 million likes <sighs> on spotify or you know i, I yeah. think it's likes uh is what that rep the the numerical represents yes, after i believe the you're song. right so 
That song um, was on my short list, but I went with a different song. Okay. It was called Risk Takers. Oh. Um, it had a good flow to it, um, but that was about it. Like, the, the beat was pretty good. Um, it was kind of a darker darker beat, um, not like the, the, the Flex song um had it was kind of the flex was more upbeat this one was kind of more kind of darker um, got a little bit of piano in this one it sounds like maybe yeah yep okay and so i kind of like that um you know that aspect of it i'm a sucker for rap songs with a good piano uh, riff in it um so that's kind of what drew me to that song but again it was it wasn't that it wasn't that good um no no it was rough yeah and i guess since since pretzel vince blesses pretzel vince bless his heart um actually put himself through the ringer and actually yes, listed out all five so we'll read his favorite rich homie kwan and it was feel it and oh. he again um cheated <laughs> on a rap artist um you know other breaking news water wet and this wasn't actually a Rich Homie Kwan song. He was featured in this song. Ah. Um, and listening to it, I, I don't know what he liked about this <laughs> song. It was painful. But again, it's a Rich Homie Kwan song. So most of them are painful. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I had no. listened to it before no. um, before uh, we, we you know recorded tonight. So, yeah, I did don't know why he picked that one i'm curious as to why he picked that because it was not not a good song um yes uh do you have any other thoughts on rich homie kwan before we move on you know um good for him that's 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 about all i got i'm not gonna not gonna uh take anything away from him if he's making money and yeah good for you dude because i don't get it but hey rock on man (laughs) (laughs) that's all i got all right, Justin, uh, we'll move on, and I'll do something probably more in your wheelhouse. Sure. Uh, what was your favorite Matchbox 20 song? All right, a uh, little, little background. Matchbox 20, uh, Yourself or Someone Like You, that was their first album. Uh, that was the second album, third album I ever bought, right after Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping and Ace of wow. Bass. Yeah, I was a big Ace of Bass fan in uh, in grade school. But uh yeah, so I listened to that album back and forth. Um, still have followed them. Um, some of their albums I've listened to more. Other ones I've kind of fallen off. And Rob Thomas has had such a crazy uh, solo career with you know working with Santana and and uh-huh. kind of breaking out and a lot of his music too, which is I always find odd when when artists kind of have the lead singer go become a solo artist is like. A lot of the stuff he sings on his own, I'm like, well, that could have just been a Matchbox 20 song, you know, like yeah. I, I never understood that. But um, I got to go back to the original album, you know, 3 a.m. was their first hit and then they had Real World was their second hit. This one got released, but I don't think it was really considered a hit, um, but it's one of my favorites. And that's the song Back to Good. I don't know if, okay. you, if you caught that. Yeah. De- definitely a little bit slower. Um yeah. Definitely, a, it's not like your prototypical like pop rock beat. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just kind of, it, it's a longer song. I want to say it's like almost f- pushing four or five minutes. Uh, and a lot of their other it's a good stuff. Song. Is, yeah, I, I liked it. So that one, that is one I still go to um, when I got my iPod in the car and I'm in a certain mood for certain music. Like if I'm going to listen to ba- uh, Matchbox Twenty, that's probably going to be the first song of theirs that I put on. Um, and, and not necessarily one of their hits, but one I liked nonetheless. 
Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah. this one was kind of fun just because it's like straight '90s nostalgia. Yeah, oh, listening yeah. to them. Yeah, um, and I liked uh, what Rob Thomas's what's that street uh, streetcar the... uh, symphony? Yes, I love that's that. That's a great song. song. That, that is a great that, song. Yeah, if if yeah. it was like if we did Matchbox Twenty or Rob Thomas, that would have been my yeah. number one. But since it was his solo stuff. Um, yeah, that didn't make the list, but I had a, yeah, I think I had two on here that I really like. Well, I had three, but the song radio, I kind of wanted to go a little oh, different route. Um, okay. it was kind of more upbeat. It's a little different, uh, from their, you know, hits from the nineties. Um, I kind of liked it. Um, and it was just one that that came across when I was on shuffle trying to figure out a song, but that that song um, just was kind of different from some of their other um, bigger hits in the '90s. Um, and and other song that I really liked uh, that was first that I first thought of was "Bright Lights." Yeah, yeah, it's a good song too. Really liked that one too, but yeah, for me it was "Radio." Um, Again, it was it's more upbeat uh, than more of their kind of slower songs, um, and not as not as I guess hard rock as yeah. uh, you know a song like Push. Yeah, um, it would be kind of like a harder song. Um, Pretzel Vince writes in his favorite Matchbox Twenty is "If You Are Gone." I think that's one of their biggest hits. That was yeah, that was probably like right around two thousand ish. Maybe that was. Um... Was that on the Mad Season album? I want to say that yes, was their was. second al- second album. Maybe I think was that. I had that one too growing up too. Um, wait, wait uh, what's the one with the uh, the blue cover? I think that's Mad Season, right? And okay. it's got like like um not a jester, but like somebody with like a like a crown or king hat on him. I can't remember, but um yeah, you know it's funny, Vinny. I have never heard this radio song. Uh, this is pretty good. I like it, and yeah. I'm I'm on because I'm old. I'm on Apple Music or iTunes right now, and apparently this album, uh, North, is the album it's on. Uh, this was their first studio album in 10 years. It came out in 2012 uh, wow. because in 2007 they released a Greatest Hits album that only had like one or two singles on it that were new. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't even know this album came out, but uh, that's really cool, um, which reminds me. I got to buy. We're supposed to go see Matchbox 20 and Wallflowers this summer, so I got to buy those tickets. Um, there you go. Yeah, no, I like that. I'm gonna have to check that album out and, and throw that song into my rotation. So thank you. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Any thoughts on Matchbox Twenty? No, I just think I mean they have a pretty, they're a pretty um, even keel band in terms of like every album they drop, you're good for at least one or two pop hits, right? Like, yeah, it's not gonna be like anything earth shattering or. Um, you know, not instrumental, but like attempting something new to break new ground. But like, yeah, as soon as you hear them, like, um, oh, what's the song? How far we've come. I feel like that's a great, yeah, kinda, like, got a great a like rock one. beat to it. I've I've seen so many sports montages and stadiums yes. to that song. Uh, the Hawks were notorious for doing that. Um, but yeah, just push, great song. Um, yep. uh, um. If You're Gone is a great one. My Disease is another great one, which has got a, a really different sound to it. Um, yeah, just a, just a fun band in general. I wouldn't say one of my favorites, but just a good band in general that I'll, I'll listen yep. to for sure. Nice. Yeah. Well said. Okay, we will move on, and we will go back to the rap genre. And what was your favorite Wiz Khalifa 
Sorry. All right. This actually was a little bit easier than I thought because um, I, I knew who he was, but I did not know what his songs were. Uh, and it is well documented on this podcast that I am a huge, huge Fast and Furious fan, Vinny. Yes, you so, are. So, of course, I had to go with the song that is featured in Fast and Furious in the one that Paul Walker died in. Uh, not his character, but uh, the actor. And that is See You Again featuring Charlie Puth, Puff. I don't know how you say okay. his name. Yep. Um, not really like even a rap song. I think it's more of just a pop song, right? Um, yeah. But that one, I just, I love that song. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Just love the lyrics to it. Um, yeah, if I'm going to, if I'm going to seek out Wiz Khalifa, I'm probably going to go to that, which I know is probably the most status quo answer because I think that's probably one of the most popular ones or well-known mm-hmm. ones. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that just because it 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 does the job and it makes me think of Fast and Furious, which makes me happy. So there you go. But then you think <laughs> of Paul Walker and then yeah, that's, that, that, that's like oh shit. Okay, yeah, yep. <laughs> um, that's, that's a that was a good one. Um, and I yeah I recognized that one instantly when I played it. I didn't know what it was called. I and all these songs like I I recognized them. I'm like oh that's what that song's called. Yeah. Um, on my list I had um. It's uh, on, I think it's his newest album. The first song on it, it's Big Daddy Wiz, um, <laughs> and it's featuring uh, Girl Talk, uh, the DJ, okay. and, and it's just got a really good up upbeat to it. Um, I really like that. He had he had a couple good like kind of like club type songs yeah. in there. I know Pretzel Vince had uh, No Sleep. That was a really good one. That was on my short list um, until I heard. Uh, Big Daddy Wiz, um, and I had to pick that. That's what one. I'm going to start calling you, Vinny. <laughs> oh, I I don't know if I should be offended or, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Big maybe Daddy Viz, what... big Big Daddy Viz. That's Big oh, Daddy Vin. That's, that's what that's, it'll be. That's better. I was going to say maybe we could call Greg Big Daddy Wiz since he did the uh, whole peeing in the locker. I think that's uh, perfect. Prank. That's his new name. Yep. That's his new name. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, did I you think... did you come across the song "We Own It"? I liked that one too. I think so. I want to say that might have been on my short list. I can't it was a little bit of a I... heavier. Oh, you know what? I I take that back. I don't know if that qualifies. That is actually a two chain song featuring Wiz Khalifa. So I take that back. That doesn't count. Well, then I'm surprised it wasn't on Pretzel Vince's list. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> never mind um no yeah i i i'm probably sh- i'm pretty sure i heard that song um during during my listening oh, yeah. of wiz yeah. khalifa but didn't make my short list actually looking at it um moving on we'll go um we'll go to my favorite band out of this um uh, this this list here uh peace i really enjoyed listening to this one justin what was your favorite piece i'm kind of curious as to yeah, I really liked the song "Wrath" by Peace. I don't know. Oh, if you that came... was a good one. Is it I... "Wrath" or "Wraith"? Ra- oh, I'm sorry. There's an A in there. It is "Wraith." Very good. It's uh it's "Wraith." You mean but... an I in there? Because "Wrath" would still be. <laughs> you said there's an A in there, and like, well, oh "Wrath" does have an A. No, there's an I in there that makes it "Wraith." Yeah, yeah. Uh, "Wraith," I liked. That was a good one. Um. Yeah, I, I really liked just the the setup of the song. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just yeah, loved it. Loved the drum part. A lot of good cymbal crashes in there. Um, and then I also liked as a as a follow up or runner up. I really liked "Lost on Me." 
Okay. Um, w- which kind of went in a different direction. It kind of had more of like a 70s, 80-ish vibe a little bit to it yeah. to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, I really liked I really liked it. Now, that is a band that I will definitely probably listen to more going forward, which is great because that's the whole purpose of this whole segment. So I yes, like it. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I'm trying to see Lost on Me. I didn't have that one. Okay. Um, I liked a lot of their like favorite uh, or top like songs um, on the Spotify list. Love Sick was good too. That was really good. That one reminded me of a song that should be in like a, a FIFA soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. And so, yeah, I when I heard that one, I was like, man, I I think I'm going to like this band. I hope yeah. none of their other songs suck because I think I listened <laughs> to them after um, Rich Homie Quants. I was like, oh, God, I just that's hope a, that. That's it, a palate know. cleanser if I've ever heard of one. Right. Um, but, no, my favorite piece song was Higher, Higher Than the Sun. Um, but I had like a lot on there. Um, right, you know, Scumbag it. was a good one. Jen Strange. Um, yeah, they're, I could go on. I, I think I like at least 10 songs, but Higher Than the Sun was the one um, I ended up picking. Um, just kind of good in- instrumental um, song, good lyrics uh, to it as well. I really enjoyed this one. They, I, it was kind of hard to, I was trying to think of like a good comp band. Um, when trying to describe them. Would and you maybe could, like Kings of Leon ish, maybe? A little bit with little like bit? a um like um oh gosh, now I can't think of the the nineties British band. Um, Oasis? Yes, a little, a little bit there. Not not as instrumental and out there as Oasis was on a lot of their stuff. Yeah. It was kind of they're more like mainstream pop, um, you know, they're simpler, I would say. Yeah. It would be peace than um than what Oasis Oasis is a very complex um band uh compared to Peace. Um but yeah, Kings of Leon with like a Oasis British vibe, I guess. I don't know. It's maybe it was like, really tough, but they sounded very familiar, I guess. I almost want to wanna say like they're just like a it seems like a decent if you're into like indie rock. Yeah. Maybe even like not they don't sound like them, but I get the same vibe, like a Wilco kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a British Wilco. A British Wilco <laughs> with a little more yeah. edge, but not that much because they're pretty mellow still. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really probably horrible uh, comparison. But yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. So. Yep. That, that, yeah. I think that's that's pretty good, I would say. I, I, I would like I to would... see if anybody else would what their comps would be to the band. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously we've done this segment three times now, and I think out of groups or bands that I had never heard of before, this is the first one where I would like, I will definitely go back and listen to that stuff. And I will add that to playlists and stuff like that. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Pretzel Vince wrote in his favorite piece song was 1998 delicious uh, in uh, the delicious is in parentheses. Uh, this one was like a, I want to say it was almost like over five minutes long. Um, I did like it as very instrumental. It was just long, so I didn't I didn't want to go back and <laughs> listen yeah, to it. So it, I, it looks I like kept the, it off my short list. The the EP version of it is ten minutes long, actually. So. There we go. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was it was okay. It was longer than five minutes. Yeah, it was yeah. ten minutes. So I I kept that off my short list only because it was such a long song. But I know the way it started off. I kind of. It was one of those like perked my perked my ears yeah. and I didn't like it. Um, yeah. It just yeah, it didn't make my short list, but uh, nonetheless, good song. But I, I have a soft spot for like British and indie rock groups. Nothing so, wrong with that. 
yeah so i i really enjoyed that one good um Last but not least, we are on to Lit. Uh, yeah. I'm curious as to what your favorite song was. Well. I think I might know it. Yeah. I, I'm going to be the simpleton. I have to go with my own worst enemy. Just yeah. I, yep. I, that that song is a jam. Like even. It is. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at the album. When did the album come out? A, a Place in the Sun. I remember I never bought that. Okay. It came out in 99. So 20. Good Lord. Almost 24 years later now. That that song it comes on and like it doesn't matter that it's a it's a night it's a nineties rock song like you are still pumped and it still oh, yeah. quote unquote plays for the twenty twenties like um at least for me you know being an old yep. man but um yeah I I was trying so hard I mean like I remember Ziploc as a song growing up I remember Miserable like those were some of the other ones from that ninety nine album. And yep. I didn't really stay too hooked with them after that. I didn't even really know they were still putting out music, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, I wanted to try and be different and unique. But I'm like, you know what? This song was one of my favorites growing up. I have to go with that. So Yeah, and that's exactly what I did, too. That was my favorite song, My Own Worst Enemy. Although they, I did the, the whole shuffle thing like I like to do with all of them. Yeah. I spend like a day you know, as I'm working, listening to as much as I can, Rich Homie Quan didn't last nearly as no, long as everybody else no. did, but I did. And I forgot they, they had like one song. It kind of, they were a lot different. A lot of their other stuff was a lot different than, um, what I was thinking they would be. Cause I've only listened to my own worst enemy. Yeah. And that, that song is that a very rocky song. Like you said, it, I mean, still jams today, but there was, these are the days the album there was a couple there was a god i don't i didn't write it down unfortunately but they had a song on there it was really it was really different um and i kind of liked it but i don't think you would because it kind of had like a countryish sound Uh and i was like it caught me off guard because i was like i did not expect them to i had to i had to go back after it played i was like wait did Am I done listening to them in like Spotify just playing like similar songs? I'm like, that did not sound like anything that I would have. Oh my God, this doesn't like. sound anything like 90s lit. I'm listening. Welcome no. to the party. Yeah. And good problem to have. Yeah. This that came out in 2017. Apparently they put on an album in 2022 as well, but yeah. And good I, for them. I, yeah. I, I, I had some stuff written down and I erased it and I can't read it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was very very different um and i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that album again just to see if there's anything i did like in there or if it was just because it was different i liked it um yeah but yeah my own worst enemy is such a good song that i don't know if you remember that music video is one of my favorites too where they're justin i you know i I know you don't watch you're the only person i think in the world that That still remembers music music videos. videos I yes. can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday, but I can remember a music video from 23 years ago. Uh, let me set the, set the mood for you. It's them rocking out. They're in a bowling contest at a bowling alley, and they're, you know, they have, like, the cool exotic, like, one guy's got a bowling ball that's got a skull in it. The other one's got, like, flames on it. Like, and that's pretty much the whole video is just them bowling and beating other teams of, like, old men. And then that's they, funny. like, rock out and perform their song in the lounge at the bowling alley and that's it oh there so. you go good good video i highly recommend it Vinny. there we go i'll have to look at it <laughs> yeah so 
Pretzel Vince wrote in and uh, his favorite lit song. It was also his favorite band, I'm assuming, because he did one through five. Okay. Um, and it was American Dream. I don't. No, I, I didn't come that across song. that one either. Uh, let's see. If I oh, and I listened to it today. It was it was pretty. It was pretty hard rock. Um, that song. Not like my own worst enemy, but it was it was okay. I didn't think it was. It's not better than my own worst enemy. It looks Nothing. like that was a. It says artist. If it's the one I'm looking at, artist Diamante and Lit. So it must have been like a. Again, it was. A, <laughs> it was. It wasn't Lit. It was Lit featured in the the song most likely. <laughs> um, not surprised. Good job, Pretzel Vince. You once again have failed putting <laughs> the right songs on there. Um, but no, uh, his, uh, for what it's worth, his one through five lit was number one. Matchbox 20 was number two. Peace was number three. Four was Wiz Khalifa and five, just like us was rich homie Kwan. Sorry, rich homie Kwan. I'm sure you don't care what we think because you probably have a ton of money. More money than we do. Exactly. Um, Melissa wrote in. Uh, she said Matchbox 20's Push is still my favorite song ever from the first moment I heard it till now. And I actually, Justin, remember that music video. I'm surprised you didn't talk about that. I That's the one where vaguely, like, the camera is shaking around. Yeah, I felt like I was on a boat getting sick. Didn't do a lot for me. Video. The, the video. I like the song. The video didn't do a lot for me. But yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and then Erica wrote in. She said, uh, My Disease, Matchbox 20, great song, and My Own Worst Enemy by Litz. There, there you go. Good, good options, darling. Uh, that I'm surprised Vinny, she didn't have a Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought, and for I pegged sure. her as being a big Rich Homie Quan fan. She would strike me as someone who would like Rich Homie Quan. Yep. The music when I sometimes will like pull her car in the garage for something or, or take her car for something. It's like I turn Fish it on. It. Yeah, yeah, the exact you got opposite. A Jesus fish on her car. No, no, far from it. But yeah, it's like, oh my God, like she's into some heavy stuff. And then like, I'll always put the Christmas music station on just to piss her off. Well, there you go. She, I don't know if you know this, Vinny, your sister's a Grinch. I knew she, that. She, she still loves the, Halloween. She loves Halloween. But like, even like today, your parents were over to watch Maddie and they're like, why don't we put some Christmas music on during dinner? Or like, let's watch a Christmas movie. And she's like, no. And I'm like, Christmas is next week. Like, it's okay. You can you can enjoy the holiday a little bit, but no, I don't know. She, pretty soon she's going to be celebrating Festivus. You're going to have a big she's, metal pole she, in your yeah. house. It's going to be, she, it's coming. I know it. Tinsel's distracting for her. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Uh, <laughs> all her grievances will just be me. None of them will be against Maddie. It'll just be against me. Um, wow. I Vinny, I'm impressed. This is an hour and 15 minute show. This is awesome. There we go. We got in and out pretty quick. So, yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to it. Um, All right. So I guess that does it. Um, Any last minute things? I got nothing. All right. So I haven't signed anybody. So no, I keep checking Twitter and it's it's depressing. No one's come out and said that there's a signing coming. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll talk. I'm I'm assuming maybe we got what the 22nd next week. If you want to do, well, maybe we can do one yeah. last holiday holiday themed show, and then uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it for Christmas and all that good stuff. So uh, if you're still listening, thank you again. You can reach us in a variety of ways: YouTube.com/slash baseball and whatever. Like, share, subscribe. We appreciate it. You can reach us on Twitter at baseball and what. Email us baseball and whatever at gmail.com. Download us on your podcast app of choice. And lastly. 
Send us a voicemail or shoot us a text at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll do this thing all over again next week. Maybe we'll have some uh, signing. Who am Hopefully. I kidding? No, we're not. We're not no. going to have a signing. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back next week. Rain or shine, Cubs and White Sox, spending money or not. Vinny, thank you so much again. We will see everybody next week on baseball and whatever. See you guys later. Take care. Bye, everybody. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.